It's the Talking Games Podcast. One time, I'll take on. Oh, come back. This is the Talking Games Podcast, episode 111, 111. Uh, hopefully, we're not getting any calls from NHS Direct. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Don't forget to check out the website, gamesinquiry.com. I do want to thank the extra 20 people who followed us on Twitter. Uh, we are now on Threads and on uh, Blue Sky. I know not everyone's on Blue Sky yet because it is invite only at the moment. Um, I'm still waiting for some invite codes to drop, and then I'm going to be inviting you, Bam, uh, when so I get where? some. Uh, Blue Sky. It's like it's, it's started by Jack Dorsey, the guy who used to own Twitter. He's just launched mm-hmm. his, uh, his new website. It's hella calm. I love it. I keep seeing it's everybody so talking chilled. about leaving Twitter because of what uh, big SpongeBob SquarePants body is doing. But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> But like everybody did this before. I remember like what was it last year, beginning of this year, yeah. everybody was like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm leaving and I'm gonna go hive. Everybody made yeah. hive accounts. Nobody's using hive. The same thing's no. gonna happen with, with like threads and everything else is because everybody already has the following, the social media clicks, social media friends, whatever. Everybody's already there in one place. And unless you can get everybody to to, to join wherever these people are planning on going, I don't I'm telling you, I don't think anybody's gonna leave and Stay gone. I think everybody's going to just come back because they did it before. I mean, to be honest, Threads has got now like 40 million people have signed up. I mean, yeah, anybody it's picked can up by the end of next week. They'll have more followers than Twitter at the rate they're going. Yeah, but yeah, but anybody can make an account. All that's doing is taking an account. That's not taking how. That's not taking into account how active these people are. I know like hundreds of people who went out sharing, sharing, sharing that little that little movie ticket. I guess that's what it is for, for like Threads. Yeah. Everybody made an account, but nobody's using it. Yeah, it does delete your Instagram as well if you try to come off. I don't you even have Instagram, man. You, you know me with these social media accounts. I, I really care less about seeing what somebody's eating or drinking. And it's all set on Instagram. I, I've noticed this a lot. Every time I try to search for something, there's just waves <laughs> of like 60 minute, sixty second videos of of like porn. And, oh, and only fans clips and stuff. Oh, yeah. stuff. That's the place to <laughs> be. That's, that's the place to be. You know what I'm going to go into if you look at the softcore porn. <laughs> I might got to make an Instagram account now, man, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I also get a lot of bots. I know they're, they're starting to spread onto Twitter now, but if you guys think it's bad on Twitter, just go to Instagram and post something. I guarantee it's like if you're not on Instagram already, I usually get roughly about fifteen to fifteen to twenty fan posts of like promote this on this page. Mm-hmm. We, we're doing deals on graphic design. It's always the same, or that or now. Now it's Timu as well. People can post in. Well, I don't even think they're real people, but it's usually Timu links. There's so much spam on Instagram. It's ridiculous. That or it's softcore only only fan porn. Yeah. But is not too bad. I mean, it's very difficult to get noticed. I don't really have hashtags on there. There's no search function, so you can't find anyone. And I'm seeing our numbers jump on a uh, on threads. We've gone from zero to fifty in about the space of a day. So that's not bad. What's the media yeah. posting like? When, I, like, when, uh, when everyone else on our followers joins. What's the oh. media post like on there? Like you know, whenever you upload some, like, like, let's say you upload some gameplay to Twitter, and it compresses the hell out of uh, the video, like. What's the like? Seen any have, compression. You, have you tested that? I have. Mm. I haven't seen any compression. It's it's playing as as it would on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But it's obviously you've only got I think it's about two three minutes you can post on there. 
Instagram yeah. usually is about two, three minutes, but I haven't, it's not as bad as in, as Twitter is with video compression. I, I, the reason being that it's so bad at the moment, it wasn't always like that on Twitter, it's because Elon Musk is not paying his Google <laughs> Cloud bill. And yeah. he's getting sued for non-payments. <laughs> That's the reason there's also rate limits as well, because he didn't, basically he DDoSed himself. He didn't refuse to pay his bills, so the cloud can't keep up with all the stuff posting, so it's redirecting back to the original post. So that Twitter's just a bomb. It's, it's gone. The Twitter's dead. I have seen so many people leave Twitter this week as well. Our numbers are still going up on Twitter, but our actual like engagement has gone down massively. Yeah. Just I, I have to wait and see. Like I, I'm gonna give it a couple months before I see, before I say anybody's really leaving Twitter. Just because these people did this before, man. They did this with like Hive already. Yeah, and Mastodon was the other one. Mm-hmm. Mastodon's nobody, dead now as well. Nobody's talking about either one of those sites anymore. I mean, the reason people don't use Hive though is because there's no desktop. You can only access it through mobile. So people like us that need desktop version, there's no option which has really stopped us. I mean, we do have an account on Hive. We just don't use it because there's no desktop. There's no point. I'm not I'm not transferring posts and doing videos and stuff off my phone. That's not happening. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, don't forget to check us out on all the socials now. Uh, forward slash Games Inquirer everywhere. Uh, you can find my YouTube channel, which is forward slash the major underscore GE. Um, I'm trying to get some more games to do some more gameplay videos. A lot of the stuff that I currently have on my hard drive uh, is probably about two months out of date. I haven't been playing a lot this week, to be honest. Um, I have gone back to do Meet Your Maker because the new Dreadshore DLC. I was asked to do that by behaviour. Uh, I will be posting that. I know it was supposed to be up last weekend, but the code I was supposed to be sent, I didn't find until yesterday. And then when I tried to download the code that they sent me, it was the base game again. So I don't know whether I need the base game or whether the DLC Dreadshore is a... Uh, is part of the free upgrade. I haven't got a clue, but I will be going back and trying to get that done. Um, quick shout out though, uh, we did hear from Ubisoft this week. Uh, we did ask them for comment and they posted it on their LinkedIn. Uh, for the passing of Emil Moreau, or Morel, uh, he was creative director on Beyond Good and Evil 2. The game is still not out yet though. Uh, he also was a game director, assistant game director on uh, Rayman Legends. Uh, passed away at the age of 40 in his home. Uh, there isn't any news on why he passed away. Uh, nobody knows the reason why at the moment. Uh, a number of his colleagues, including Gabrielle Schrager, uh, wrote he was a cherished colleague for over a decade. Uh, he wor- worked out of Ubisoft Montpellier. He was there since 2009. Uh, Mill was very proud of Beyond Good and Evil 2. Uh, the game was still in pre-development, though, as of last year. Um, but as far as where they've gone to, um, it's quite sad to see someone at the age of 40. I'm, not, I'm approaching 40 now. I'm kind of worrying for me um, i i will give my sincerest condolences to everyone that we work with at ubisoft uh, stefan livy uh, and a few other people there um i'm not going to give all your names out obviously i can't remember everyone off the top of my head but my sincerest condolences to everybody at ubisoft i know a couple of you guys listen to it uh, ubisoft did uh, comment on the linkedin post i did leave a link down below if you wanted to go uh, check it out uh, there is a, an article on the website. Otherwise, uh, Ubisoft said it is with a heavy heart that we share the sudden passing of our friend and colleague, Emil. Uh, we send our deepest condolences to his friends, family and teammates all over the world. We would like to take a moment to acknowledge the significant impact he made over the years on different games and make up a rich history of our studio. 
for us, Emil was a close friend and a boundless source of positive energy. We all valued his passion and the way he told stories. We will never forget Emil and his immense contribution to the games we made and the BGE2 universe will forever endure, finishing with true freedom lies beyond. Uh, beautiful sentiment and uh, my sincerest condolences to everyone who worked at Ubisoft. I know it has hit a number of his colleagues quite hard because he was a very much beloved part of that team. Uh, but moving on, speaking of uh, Ubisoft's games, Assassin's Creed Mirage, we did break the news on this. Unfortunately, there are VGC and others are still claiming that they didn't. That it was them. It wasn't. It was us. We watched our Twitter. We posted it first. Um, but Dr. Glare Anderson of Edinburgh College of Art uh, is apparently working with Ubisoft to make the game as rich and detailed as possible, which is great news because they've never done this before, Ben, with the Assassin's Creed game. They've, they've gone through historical text, but they've never worked directly with someone to make it look as good as it does. Yeah, I'm hoping, Just, I'm hoping with this game, I'm hoping that they, because I've, I've seen some of those videos on uh, Ubisoft's YouTube channel. They got a couple like a developer direct type things where they talk about what they're doing with the game and what they're doing with like the UI stuff and like what they're doing with like the traversal stuff like that. <clears throat> and they said that it's a love letter to the first few games. And the first few games of Assassin's Creed are some of my favorite games and that's the reason why I, I even like Ubisoft today. Like I remember playing, you know, like Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 and for example, whenever you did some of the puzzles, like the game always followed historical things and they even touched on like biblical stuff like within the game with like the Adam with like the uh, with like the apple of Eden or whatever being what what like Moses used to part the Red Sea in the Bible and stuff like that, and they touched on that stuff in the games. I'm hoping that they go back that route because all those artifacts and stuff in these newer games, they just for me they just fall short. Like I haven't really cared for Assassin's Creed ever since they went the whole RPG route. I'm really excited to see what they do with this since it looks like it's going back to the original games. Yeah, I they it I I will agree with you there. In the later games, those artifacts kind of they become less of importance. It's more about a war rather than what those things represent. Yeah, um, especially in the latest one where it's basically like the Earth ending, but it just feels so splashed in. I don't I don't like the direction. Valhalla was great as a game. Gameplay was phenomenal, but the yeah. narrative just isn't. It's all over the place, really. I'm hoping this game will kind of revitalise that series. Um, there's apparently a total of 66 historical sites uh, in Mirage, each serving as a portal yeah. to insights about the era. Uh, these include art and science, beliefs and daily life, cult life, economy and government, uh, which just sounds phenomenal if, they, if they're actually like touching on everything about the era and actually making it realistic. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% behind this game. Did you did you hear the news about them talking about they're going to uh, remake or remaster Assassin's Creed Black Flag? And I'm like, yes. I, I, I'm like, out of all the games to remake and remaster, why are they starting with Black Flag? Because that's the game. That's the game that really got them away from the story that they were telling with the whole assassins versus the Templars and having having both of those factions fighting for like rule over the world and stuff like that. Black Black Flag is what got them away from that. So I don't really understand why they're going back to that game. I mean, I get why they're doing it, and it's because they're trying to. Get people ready for for that trash game, Skull and Bones. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like bro, like that ship, <laughs> no pun intended. That ship is sailed, man. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if you remember Major, but when they first announced Skull and Bones, it was right off the cuff of Black Flag because everybody liked 
everybody loved the ship combat and like ship traversal and they loved having like your own crew and like having a crew sing sea shanties and all this stuff and it just took them so long to get this game out the door and i was like what 10 years later it's like bro like i don't think anybody's looking for that especially not when you have sea of thieves a ship combat game to when you can sing shanties with your friends you can fight with your friends on the ship you can get off the ship go treasure hunting fight with your friends it's like Who's looking for a ship-only combat game at this point in time? I don't know. Do you know what Skull and Bones reminds me of? And I don't know whether people are going to remember this. There was a game that came out in the N64 where you were a pirate. Mm-hmm. And you had pirate ships. I cannot remember the life of me for it, but I think it came out in, like, early 2000s. But it was very, it looks very close to the sort of gameplay mechanics that Skull and Bones is going for. I did. I will note though that you said uh, I don't know whether I talked about Black Flag. We did actually post an article on the website if you want to go read the news on Black Flag Remaster. Uh, yeah. But it is exactly the reason why they're releasing a remaster of Black Flag is to coincide with the release of Skull and Bones because people get excited about Black Flag. They want to play more. Therefore, they in their mind and they're thinking they will then want to go buy Skull and Bones as well, or they want to go buy the remaster, vice versa exactly the reason why they're doing it uh it, it is it's like uh i've got a taste for pirate shit combat now where else can i play a game oh yeah black flags out or oh yeah skull and bones is out that's the reason they're doing it obviously it's mm, new I, ip and it, black flags is is well known so i just don't think that that's going to transfer at all like i don't know i feel like i feel like they're banking too much on this, thinking that people who loved Black Flag 10 years ago when it came out in, what, 2013, 14, it was almost a decade ago. It's like, you're banking people going to go jump off a of Black Flag just to, just to pay more money to play Skull and Bones. And I don't remember mm-hmm. or not. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe you remember, but I don't know if you could. I think, I think you could board enemy vessels on Black Flag. Like, when you, like, rammed into the ship, I think that you could leave... Leave yeah, the, um, like, there was like a cut scene when you basically <laughs> rang to a point and then you press A, I think it was, and then you'd fly over on a rope. And you do yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and Skull, and Bones, ship, yeah. Skull and Bones is like, it doesn't have off-ship combat. So, no. I mean, I mean there is a way you can leave the ship, but it's basically like a docking area. Yeah, but it's like a little hub. It's, it's like a... It's like a, it's like a social area. It's like in Destiny whenever you go back to the tower and stuff like that. That's not enough. I'm not trying to no. play a, a pirate game in 2023 after I've already played Sea of Thieves and I, I'm, I, I'm out here fighting Krakens. I'm out here doing Pirates of the Carib- like Caribbean DLC. I'm out here doing missions and I'm getting off the ship, jumping into the ocean. Like, I don't know. I need... Yeah. They gotta, I mean, I, they I have been hearing as well, as well, they've copied a lot of the mechanics and assets from Black Flag into Skull and Bones. Which, if you remember, Black Flag came out, what, five, six years ago, I think it was? It came out, yeah. that game came out in, like, 2013. Black Flag yeah. came out in, like, 2013, because I remember playing that ago. joint, and <laughs> I hated that game. You know, I, I didn't, didn't I, I only played about 20 minutes, half hour of it, and I got really bored. It wasn't Assassin's Creed that I remember, and I, it, it didn't feel like, to me, like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, which I is, played a significant beat. amount. I put yeah. a significant amount of time into that game just because I wanted to like it so bad because Assassin's Creed used to be, still is, one of my most favorite, most beloved franchises. And just seeing the route that they've been taking lately, man, it's just been, yeah. it's heartbreaking. It's, it's not the Assassin's Creed I remember with Ezio Aldatore, the Duffer Ends. 
That's what grasped me. Yeah. That original two, three games. Also, too, not even just, not even just, like, the ancestral characters. Desmond. Like, the whole futuristic current day story, the direction that they were taking Desmond was Mm. absolutely amazing. And then they just snatched it away and then then they gave you a bunch of, like, bullcrap. And it's like, nobody cares about, I can't even remember, like, the chick's name, who they got you playing with. It's like a, it's like an Indian chick or something, and she, she used yeah. to be like, she used to work for like Abstergo. But nobody cares about that. Everybody wants to know what was going on with Desmond and Sean and the other lady. It's like, bro, nobody cares about what's going on now. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe well, they'll I, bring personally, Desmond. I would love to see them go back to Desmond somehow because they, I don't yeah. know why they killed him off in the third game. Technically, it wasn't the third, but that was yeah. just the most stupid flipping idea because he he had become an an iconic character he was like i don't want to say he's like the equivalent to say nathan drake or anything like that but he was one of those characters that you you wanted to learn more about his story he was an interesting character and they just killed him i think that would be debatable major like not not like not like looking at it now but at the time when those games was coming out like the impact that assassin's creed had like people most people they sleep on the fact that most of these games that we like to play today stole and ripped off uh, aspects of Assassin's Creed. Like, in, like even if you look at like the Batman trilogy, Batman Arkham, that like that that whole series ripped off Assassin's Creed Combat. Look at Marvel Spider Man, it ripped off Assassin's Creed Combat. Like all these games that people like today, I feel like I feel like if if, if there was a poll that came out, you know, two thousand six to two thousand. 12 or whenever those games was like at, like at their peaks yeah. which character do people like the most Desmond Miles or Nathan Drake I don't know man that that might be a close call yeah I mean Nathan Drake from obviously those games are ended I do want them to make another one even though it'd probably be pointless now but mm-hmm. for me Desmond Miles was just he was I I resonate with those games because I love that character I wanted to learn more about him like he, he could have been, like, because they, they were going in sort of this religious aspect of, like, basically, like, a, a Christian deity fighting against these Greek gods or whatever. It just felt mm. like there was there was something more there with that character they could have gone with, and they just, they killed him off. And it's always the way when you have, like, for example, when they were planning to kill, uh, what's his name, uh, out Walking Dead. Oh, uh, Rick, Rick Grimes? Yeah, but if they they were planning to do that almost immediately. If they had done that, then that show would have been crap. Nobody that people would have tuned out a lot quicker than they did. Yeah, the fact they didn't do it kept the show going, kept people invested. It's the same with this. Like they they just they if you you do not like they did with um Breaking Bad. They were going to kill off Jesse in season mm-hmm. one. They decided against it, and that show was the better for it. It's the same with oh, this. Yeah. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have killed him off. If there's a way to bring him back, please do so before the next big Assassin's Creed game. I know this is more of a spin-off. This Mirage. It's not. It's not one of the big titles. It's like Revelations. But yeah. I'm hoping when they do bring out the next game, they try and bring Desmond back because I want to yeah. see more from him. I don't know. I don't know how much you've been looking into like Mirage and like this character, uh, Basim. Like I have a Hala. And I put in probably a couple hours into it, and then I put it on on the back burner, like I have it. Um, but my friend was telling me, you know, I got a friend, and he loves these these new Assassin's Creed games. So, he, you know, he told me that Basim is basically 
at least in Valhalla, like you find out that he's possessed by one of those gods somehow. Like, he is the god. Yeah, and it's like if there's he's a way. Lucky. Yeah, so that's what my friend was telling me, right? And it's like if if there's a way that they can get Desmond's body, and either you know one of those gods can take control of Desmond's body somehow and like bring Desmond back into the fold of Assassin's Creed, I think those games will be better for it, at least for the current story that they're trying to tell. Like, no, I, I did think when it. when they were doing those god scenes in Valhalla, I did think that they were trying to a little bit copy God of War. Just a tad, because they had Thor, they had obviously Loki, Zeus, etc. You were the all father in that <laughs> game, but yeah, Loki, Basim is a, is Loki. He's just forgotten. He's got amnesia. I don't know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> he's a god, but he's he is he is Loki. He's just lived forever as a human now. This story, this of, of Mirage, is set before the events of Valhalla. So when he becomes an, an assassin, and then following Mirage, then loops back into Valhalla which I don't think that's the right way around they should have done personally I think they should have done Mirage first because it would have made sense yeah. of course you wouldn't have you wouldn't have known it and then it would have been more of a surprise but I do think that there is going to be something bigger happening after Mirage we know that their next big flipping game is going to be the cross online service where everything all Assassin's Creed you'll be playing all of them I don't think it's a launcher I think it's like GTA online but you go and do play a full game. It's, that's, do you I don't remember, know how they're going to manage that. But. Do you remember it uh, in Assassin's Creed Unity, right? Assassin's Creed Unity, most people, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't play their game or finish their game, but the people who did even start it. When you start that game, there was a system that was supposed to be implemented that was in play, and this is what I think that they're doing with their online service. But when you first boot that game up, there's a whole screen, right? And it's like 20, 30, 40 pictures of characters. These characters are, are assassins, or else they are Templars. But it boots you, it automatically boots you into one of those photos, and it's like a memory. Yeah. And you playing as a, I think, I think you play as a Templar, and like you're, you, you like running through this church. It was, it was amazing. But the idea behind that is that you could essentially target into the Animus and play memories from Templars and assassins and do like missions and stuff. But they yeah. dropped that idea. Now, I don't know if maybe if, if that could be what they're bringing back, because if that's what they're bringing back, dude, I'm all for that. I don't I don't really want a GTA world, though, where I'm running around with other stats and stuff. I don't really care for that. But if they bring back that idea, hey, I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I, I have heard different things uh, regarding what the big live service Assassin's Creed is. And I've heard that basically their idea is sort of to have an open world that textures and frame rates will change depending on the game um and you are basically a normal person in real life and you go you have different missions and it's basically like desmond when he was i can't remember the game of it where he's like climbing construction you had a big new york city and stuff it's basically meant to be like that yeah. like the live service aspect and then you'll go towards a memory or you'll go to the animus um and you're in the game you're like being chased by a stergo but then there'll be like safe houses where you can jump into the animus and then complete a mission. And then in a different safe house, there'll be another another thingy. And then you jump into another mission there or another game. And they'll be basically uploading all the Assassin's Creed games via that. That sounds like a lot of work. 
it sounds like a lot of of server space. I don't know how they're going to manage it because for me, by the sounds of it, if you have a game that's like that, where you have games inside games inside games, that would probably be the sign of the memory on that is going to crash a lot of people's consoles. So I don't mm. know how they're going to implement it. But yeah, I do. Prefer, I do remember Unity. I, I'm hoping they go with a very more simplest route, which is obviously from Unity. Because what I've heard is a lot more complicated and obtuse and it's kind of all over the place. And I'm hoping they go the more simpler route where you basically just jump in and you, you know, go for a temple or go for a night. And they'll, they'll be uploading games like memories, like flashbacks, some, something easier, a different an easier UI and an easier database. You'd be able to find and go back and play different games rather than, you know, you're running around a city trying to find a memory to play the next game or you need this certain amount to play this game, which means you need to buy a mark transaction. That's complicated. I don't want that. I'm yeah. hoping they don't go that route. Um, we have also heard news this week. Capcom is looking into making new Mega Man games. Uh, they're looking at how to approach it. They're looking for stories, basically. Uh, there have only been three Mega Man games in the past 15 years. The last one was Mega Man 11 in 2018. Uh, but during a recent shareholders meeting, uh, Capcom held a Q&A session where one shareholder pointed out the Mega Man Battle Royale Legacy Collection sold more than one million copies when it released just in April and asked what the company's plans were for the series. Uh, they are looking at uh, how they are going to develop the series. They are considering how to approach the production of new entries. Uh, which requires numerous factors, including development of solid concept ideas and gameplay. Uh, it was also asked about retro compilations. They said, we are considering our approach to ports of past entry titles, which includes addressing technical issues. They did not mention that we'll bring in a new Me- Mega Man game, though, so I will stop that right there. There is no Mega Man new game coming. They're looking at reboots, remasters and collection bundles. Uh, Mega, the latest Mega Man though was this has gone completely under the radar. Is Dive Offline, uh, it's on Steam and mobile. Uh, there is a trailer on the website if you want to go check it out. I will leave a link uh, to the article. Uh, but the uh, trailer uh, is a basically for a game. It's just like a side-scrolling platformer. There's numerous characters from the game's past. Uh, it will be cut. It is out right now. Uh, it's dive into <laughs> an exciting action power up iconic characters from multiple Mega Man series. Uh, it is. A, it does look rather good, but yeah, there's, there's hopefully will be another Capcom Mega Man game in the not too distant future. Didn't they? Didn't they try to bring back or reboot that series of that trash game called Mighty Number no. Nine? Yeah, that that complete. That didn't even go anywhere, man. I don't think that sold more than a thousand copies. Mm. That didn't go well. That was during that was during the time though when Capcom was kind of struggling financially and they weren't really making anything. And since they started rebooting and remastering all the uh, Resident Evil games, and they've obviously bought out what was that latest one they bought out recently? Not what, Resident Capcom? Evil. What was it? You said yeah, you Capcom. Said who, Not Capcom? That wasn't the Resident Evil series. It was something else. Uh. Um, Street Fighter. Street back? Fighter Six. Okay, I thought you were talking about something that, that they announced because Dragon's Dogma is supposed to be coming out soon too. That's the one as well. Yeah, I'm talking about games that are out right now. Since they've launched them, and you've heard Resident Evil 4 got was getting five star reviews as a remake. Obviously, Capcom then bought out Street Fighter 6, which is one of the best fighting games ever made, in my personal opinion. They're starting to recoup the because they, they were basically a shining light. Everyone thought they were going to die at one point when they bought those two games back, those two franchises. They've really like hit the mark and they're off and running. They're, compared to Square Enix, what they're doing lately, 
3 million copies for Final Fantasy 16 inside of a week when Final Fantasy 15 sold 5 million copies inside of its first week. Nobody's interested in Final Fantasy 16. People are still slagging it off or slagging people that don't like the game off. So, so because obviously they're giving it 7s and 8s and it's not a perfect 10 out of 10. I think that's also because of those isn't, reviews. One. Isn't that Final Fantasy 16 only next gen only too? Yeah, PS5 only. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they because most people who went out about a next gen console, you know, they are here playing Call of Duty in 2K. Because even if you look at like the other games, the next gen only games that this this came out, they don't they don't really hit that number like that. But I definitely think Square Enix dropped the ball because I just finished the game. Um a few days ago and there's a few things in inside that game that just doesn't really scream or doesn't really bleed final fantasy like i know there's been a debate and there's a lot of people online who say well of course it's final fantasy it hasn't it, you know it's in the name it's final fantasy 16 but it's like they only <laughs> use that name they only <laughs> they only use that name to try and push sales because if it would have been named anything other than final fantasy it wouldn't have it wouldn't have hit three million sales at all because, like, so for example, I don't know how many Final Fantasy games you played, but I played seven, eight, nine, ten, and fifteen, and now sixteen. Crystal Chronicles, uh, Dirge of Dirge of Dissidia, whichever one, the one where you played with Vincent. But um, those games, there's like certain elements of those games, right? So for example, most of those games have a party system which is integral to what Final Fantasy is. So you play the game and you have to not only manage the main character as you fight, but you also manage the parties and there's stats and debuffs that enemies can give to you. So as you're fighting, it's like if you're on a boss and you've been fighting this boss 15, 20 minutes and you think that you're towards the end, but all your party members are super low, you you got no potions and you got to decide on, okay, am I going to cure so-and-so of poison or am I going to try to hit this boss with this turn that I have before it's his turn and hope that I don't get wiped? That, that whole thing is gone. That's not in Final Fantasy 16. Like, there's no party system. And on top of that, like the summons, it's like they try to talk about these, these icon battles, but, but they're just summons. You only get a free. Like, they're, like, you don't get control of any other summon, which is absolutely is, is crazy when you're thinking about Final Fantasy, a game where you have a person on the party who can summon, and you get access to every summon, not just a free. And not just little abilities from all these other characters. But I think that that right there probably had a lot of people shook because while there is a fan base or while there is a certain subsection of people who do want Final Fantasy to quote-unquote advance and go live action, there's a lot of people who don't want that for that game. They could have named this game something else and it could have been like a side game and it could have been its own great thing. But instead they're trying to push this Final Fantasy name branding in the hopes of pushing out sales and grabbing some of the old fan base to either go out there and buy a PS5 or to spend $60, $70 on this game and, and take that leap of faith. But I don't know. Yeah. That's my thoughts well, on I'll, it. I'm going to touch on some of the things you said. Yes, I've played Final Fantasy. I've played one up to Final Fantasy, or was it 11? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, 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 I think it was 11-2 or 12, whatever it was. I skipped yeah, was 14 because I'm not playing online shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once again, completed from... Final Fantasy 15. I've not played 16 because I don't have a, a PS5. Right. I've played pretty much everyone apart from 16. I know Adam did our review, so he didn't like it either. Um, 
as far as what you said, yes, 100% agree. It's not turn-based. Just because it's called Final Fantasy 16, I could write Final Fantasy 16 in a box with a turd in it. It wouldn't make it Final Fantasy 16. I could literally shit in a shoebox, write 16, <laughs> Final Fantasy 16 and give it to you. It does not make it Final Fantasy 16. And that is essentially yeah. what Square Enix have done. Because it is just one big fucking <laughs> turd. It's, it's, it's not a great game. It's completely devoid of what made Final Fantasy final fantasy there's no turn-based combat there's no party like my the way that you obviously worked out strategy and stuff of how you're going to work things i always went for the healer so for example in nine i always healed the healer first because mm-hmm. then the healer's turn would then come up and then she could use like she usually had potions i usually gave all my potions to her and then she would use all them i'd use all her magic heal up other members of the party while i was trying to still remain hitting so I would heal her, she would then heal me, so I could keep hitting, then she would heal everybody else. Right. That was always my strategy when I when I started getting like smashed and killed instantly, which happened quite frequently in nine. Ten I was a little, I beat that game as well. I absolutely love ten. I know that has its haters, but I think ten is amazing. And it kind of series kind of started to drop off after ten after that. It just became I can't remember, was it twelve or thirteen where you basically just run the road for like six hours? Um, I don't know which one it was because I stopped at 10. I didn't play 10 too because I felt that Titus and Yuna's story was over. 11 was some was some MMO online DS. 12 was, yeah. it, it wasn't interesting to me. And 13, I think, was the one where you played lightning and then they had lightning returns. Oh, uh, like yeah, I, yeah, I dropped yeah. off after I dropped off after, after 10 because none of those games looked at all appeasing to me. No, they, they it, I mean... Seven, eight, nine, and ten personally are the highlight of that series. I don't think they can go back to how good those four games were. <clears throat> personally, I don't think there's a way they can. They've obviously brought back Final Fantasy VII Remake, and everyone's saying, oh, Final Fantasy's still great, because it, it's, it's essentially a remaster of a game that's 20 years old. That's just mm. ridiculous. But I do think that Square Enix has really dropped the ball, and I do think they're probably going to be purchased before the end of next year. That is my prediction. Square Enix will be acquired by either Sony... Tencent, Embracer, or Microsoft by the end of next year. I can't see going on for much longer. Do you think... Uh, I don't know if Sony about it, because it's like, at that point, it's like, what would they do? Like, besides missing out on all the other great games that Square Enix makes for, like, Nintendo, because they don't just make PlayStation games, they also make games for Nintendo. Yeah. So it's like, I, I hope that they don't buy Square Enix. I really do hope that they don't, because games like games that I love, like Octopath and Triangle Strategy, I don't see those games surviving under a Sony umbrella where all they want is big AAA budget games, third-person action, over-the-shoulder video games. I don't, I don't want to see Square Enix be bought up, because they do still make really great games. It's just a lot of people. JRPGs just, I mean, you gotta, you gotta like those types of games. So those games yeah. I, I don't think... really reach a wide audience. I think an idea might be because they've obviously sold off a third of their company already and a lot of their IPs are remaining on the JRPGs, which is why Bracey didn't buy them because that's not their market. So an idea may be, I don't know whether Nintendo would be interested, but selling games like Octopath Traveler to Nintendo and then somebody else like Embracer or Tencent just buy the rest like Final Fantasy because Square Enix at this point is in serious financial trouble. They're not selling 
like the, at the moment, Final Fantasy has not sold enough to recoup the money they spent on it. It was something like two hundred million dollars they spent on Final Fantasy sixteen, and it hasn't recouped the money yet. So the point there, it's going to get to the point where Square Enix is probably going to have to sell more of the company because they don't have the games that they originally did to fall back on. They haven't got Tomb Raider or anything anymore. They don't own the IPs on that. They don't have really like Deus Ex Mankind. They can't make another one of them. Really, all they can do is release another Final Fantasy or another Octopath. They don't really have any other IPs. They've sold off so much of their company. The only really option is going to come to a point where they're going to have to be sold because they're just not going to survive. Especially we've got companies like Konami and Capcom and them starting to make comebacks. These other Japanese publishers are going to completely wipe Square Enix out of the water. It is a sad time for Square Enix because really they've done it to themselves. When they started selling off their companies to go into NFTs, that was a huge, flipping stupid idea. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. No, it's it's completely backfired on them because now they don't have anything to make and they have no idea. Like sixteen is just it's a shell of what it was. It's not a great game. I mean, the only reason really right now to buy even buy a PS5 is to go play Spider Man Two when it releases because I don't see anything else on the Sony horizon at least for the next twelve months is kind of worrying um before we get into that though uh dave lick is ending all internal development due to the golem release uh the the game that is now rated as the lowest scored game of this year 38 on metacritic uh dave lick has decided to end all internal development they're now shutting their internal studio down and focusing solely on publishing because of golem uh, <laughs> 25 employees have been affected. They've uh, dismissed 25 people. Uh, we value each and every member of our team. It's important to us that the transition goes as smoothly as possible. Uh, Nacon and Daedalic released Lord of the Rings Gollum in May. Uh, it was met you with unanimous negative reviews. We didn't even do it because I wouldn't have even given it half a star. Uh, the Guardian labelling it a derivative, uninteresting and fundamentally broken stealth action adventure. It was absolutely terrible. It's worse than that. It's the most abysmal pile of trash I have played in years. And believe me, I've played some really crap games. Mm. <laughs> There's no other word for it. It's dog shit. There's no point in even making it. Like, the, the graphics are horrible. Gameplay is horrible. You basically do one task and then go back to bed. And that's the level. Like, it's just a completely pointless waste of time. There's no point even playing it. Um, but question this week, uh, the question of the week, is there any reason currently to buy a PS5? This was obviously meant for a larger group because there's hardly anyone here this week. Uh, shout out to Callum, who's once again not turning up. Um, but in your opinion, is there any reason currently to buy a PS5, depending on obviously relating to what they're releasing? I say yes, because a lot of people, they like to they like to discredit third party exclusive games. I don't care if the game isn't made by Sony or if it's not first party. As long as there's titles that I can only play on that box, that's the reason to get that box. Like, even if it's like like for Xbox, when Xbox Series X first first launched, they launched with absolutely nothing. That was nothing. Nothing yeah. at all. No third party exclusives, no first party exclusives. Halo, Halo had got delayed. And even and even and even after their like release titles. It's like if you're looking at it on paper. PlayStation has launched the most next-gen exclusive games on top of having the most third-party exclusive titles. So if you're looking at both boxes on paper, yes, I would say if, if you only got 500 bucks, the only box that you should be worrying about getting if you're buying it specifically for games, not for the ecosystem, not for, 
not for what you can get or not for what you can get online after you purchase because while Game Pass is great, the price has already went up. So now you're not paying 120 or however much money that was. Now you got to pay about 130, 140 bucks for Game Pass a year on top of already paying 500 bucks. So if you're looking at it on paper and you want to buy a brand new console only, well, it's not even brand new no more. We, we three years in. But if you're looking at both these consoles and, and, and you haven't upgraded yet, the PS5 would be my go-to because, again, it has the most exclusive games. It has the most next-gen titles, whether they're first-party or third-party. That's where I would go if I only had 500 bucks. Personally, I think Starfield is one of the main reasons to buy an Xbox because I, in fact, yeah, but, I think Game, Game Pass and Starfield are really the only reasons currently to buy an Xbox. Yeah, but you got to like those types of games. Everybody don't like Western RPGs, let alone space space games. Like, but that's the I like Bethesda games, but I like Fallout. I don't like Skyrim. Most of the time, there's a, a cut down the middle. Yes, oh, I do not right. like Skyrim. I have never, I have never ever beaten Skyrim at all. I bought that game on 360. The game doesn't end. That's the point. You can beat it because, because you can beat the main story. Main beat, That's I'll what I'm saying. Story, I've never, I've never completed the main story at all because when I got it on 360, <laughs> when I got it on 360, I was playing through it, and then my save file had got messed up to when. Not like corrupted, but I had I was playing and it launched that game was hella buggy. But I remember I remember it auto saved me in front of like an ice troll or some kind of troll. And every time I tried to reload, I was in front of that troll and that thing would just smash me one time and, my, and then my character would go flying into outer space. So I never finished it. Now I bought it on PS4, I bought it on PS5. I bought that game multiple times. But I I don't like Skyrim. But most but most people who like Bethesda games they cut down the middle. Like I talk to multiple people. Sometimes you sometimes they like Fallout. Sometimes they like Skyrim, and looking at Starfield is just Fallout in outer space. Now that, that's not a bad thing, but if you don't like Fallout, Starfield ain't gonna be more. It's everybody. more than Fallout. It's a combination of Fallout and Skyrim in space. And I know there's gonna be people who are like, oh, I don't like space exploration games. You're gonna have to get used to it because space exploration games are about to become the next FPS, the next live service, the next battle royale. Live developers are going to be making space exploration games for the next 10 years, and that will be the biggest games. The, the most numerous genre in, in development are going to be space games. So you're going to have to get used to it. Star, Starfield is really the, the beginning of it. I know it began with like No Man's Sky and, and uh, Star Citizen, but those games, when they released, were pretty terrible. You're getting now to development now with those, with those technologies that are capable of making large universes that you can fully explore there's obviously a number of other space games still coming you've got starship simulator just demos just released on steam it's not complete yet it's early access but that looks great that's basically like star trek where you can go to different planets and you land on different planets and stuff there's a lot still there like you basically command a whole space station or a whole spaceship the game still needs to be built but there is going to be more and more and more and more games. Starfield, uh, Star Wars Outlaws, the next one from Ubisoft. There's another one, Space Exploration game. This go, those games, that genre is going to be the future of gaming for the next decade. So you're going yeah, to but those aren't the same. Like Star Wars, Star Wars is not the same as, as, as what Starfield is going to be. Starfield is going to be more on the player to have to go out and explore and try and find I mean, stories and side quests and stuff got, to do. It's Star got Wars is going to be really, really linear. Yeah, but yeah, but Star Wars and games like Dead Space and Callisto Protocol, those games are very, very linear compared to what Starfield is going to be. As long as these games is coming out, if, if they out of space related, or if they, if, or if they're like Star Wars or one of these other games, I'm all for that. 
I don't want a bunch of open world RPG out of space games because it's out of space. Out of space is boring as hell. <laughs> I, I need I'm gonna need that thing to be hey, 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 on space. <laughs> because 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 also too right. I don't know if you've been keeping up with like the developer blogs and the interviews from like Todd Howard yeah. and his team over there. They yeah. they have yet to confirm sentient aliens. I don't want to be out here fighting robots and, and just space pirates. It's out of space. I I, I, not, I, I, I do have an answer to that, Bam, because I have been in touch with Bethesda this week. It may not be bad news. Uh, in the base game, in the standard game, the whole oh, point man. of the main mission oh, is to find the aliens. Oh my! You're God, piecing bro. together the mystery of aliens, like where they came from. There are aliens in the game. You just won't find them until the end of the main mission. And then there's obviously 10 years of DLC still to come as well. Which so you telling me... Is... So you telling me... You want me to believe... Todd Howard wants me to believe... There are a thousand planets. This game has all this technology in it. You got robot companions. These people are basically so smart... That they've got all this stuff going on. But nobody has found aliens. And you telling me it's going to take me a decade? There, of, of no, 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 no. Right. So premium, the premium edition includes Shattered Space DLC. Shattered Space has aliens. That is the first DLC it. expansion for 2023. There will be a new why, DLC. Why is that a DLC? Yeah. Why is that not Be- in the game? Because the whole point of the base game, the whole point of the main game, is for you to discover the ancient alien race and piece together the mystery of where they are. That's the narrative being told. Where do the aliens go? So we because if you just had aliens on it, they're gonna have to. This, this is not gonna be a story. What do you mean? I'm not. I'm not saying to just have aliens. I'm talking about like instead of. I'm talking about for like enemy variety. I'm not trying to just be fighting robots and and, spa- and other humans and space pirates. If, if I'm in yeah, but that, space. that's the that's the base game. The base game is you piecing together where did the sentient aliens go? Where are they? They've left remnants behind. All those little metal pieces that slot together in the trailer that is the map it's essentially a map of where they are and it shows you a planet where they are now and you'll go there and there's portals and stuff and you, you basically speed through space i'm not you, trying to find like a wormhole i'm not trying to find a planet of little nice aliens i'm trying to yeah I'm but that's that's the that main game. story i'm trying to jump on that game this is what i'm saying yeah. i know you've watched men in black you've seen men in black yeah. When I see I this, I feel like, oh, shit, this is going to be like some men in black, inter- intergalactic, all type of crazy stuff about to be going on. And then they and then they show the trailers, and then they came out of interviews, and it's looking like, again, this is supposed to be out of space. It's out of space. The whole draw of people who, who are obsessed with, with space is because they everybody always thinks that there's another type of life form that we cannot be the only thing out here. That's what every, that's there, the whole There is draw. aliens. There is alien creatures. There's just not intelligent yeah, alien no life. Creatures. I don't care about no creatures. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You know, <laughs> got dang, have like a have like a gunslinger moment with like some some alien that I had teleporting in. All right, man. Let me get let me get some of your gills for sale. Like, there's got to be alien bounty hunters out here killing other aliens, and then you can go buy like space gills or something that can help. Yeah, you but that's that's the thing. I mean, the main the main. The, ma- the mystery of the game, the narrative of the game, the story, because that is the main part. The story isn't very long. It's not going to take you 30 hours to beat the main story. It's more like 10 to 15 hours. But the whole point of the main story is that you are looking for aliens. You're out here looking for 
where did they go? Why is there still remnants left? What happened to them? Because that is still the question that a lot of in real life have. Where are the aliens? Your whole point of you being in space is that you're trying to find them. And you're creating yeah, this that's narrative. That's yeah, the but then the you got, there is, at the I, end of the main mission, you do find the main aliens. Yeah, but that's the end of the game. I, at that point, I'm That's the main the story. Down. That's not the end of the game. I mean, that's the end the main, of the main, the main story. Campaign. That's the end of the game. That's, that's, that's the end of the game for me. Because at that point, most, most of the time for, like, Bethesda games, unless it's a really good game, like, the only time I ever go back to games with DLC... Yeah, as if it's a game that I absolutely love. I have I haven't but, went back to Fallout Four and completed uh, Far Harbor. I haven't did Nuka uh, Cola World. I I don't usually go back. It is like you only got I mean, one the, chance. The, the, the to DLC is a more, and the DLC isn't just content drops; it's story expansion. So there's stuff in, for example, in the uh, main campaign is about 15 hours long, but there is over, th- I think it's like 1.3 lines of dialogue, 1.3 million lines of dialogue. There is like thousands upon thousands of side quests, stories, characters to 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 find and add to your crew. There's different like missions and stuff. There's like, there isn't just one linear long story and then it ends. There's multiple branching stories. Think of it more like Mass Effect, where you had, multiple differences. So you had the main yeah. campaign but then you have different You want to hear a secret major? What's that? I've never completed a Mass Effect game ever. Oh my god. Because I'm telling you, because I'm telling you, out of space, them games do not I don't know. Them games do not they don't tip me unless it's a lot like Halo is probably the only out of space game that I absolutely love and that's not really out of space. But again I understand what you're saying. I know all that stuff is going on in the game, but for me, the way how I play Bethesda games, well, Fallout games, I go through the game. I might do some side quests here and there, depending on what it is. And but I'm mainly, I'm mainly doing those to level up. You're and not, then you're not, you're not and then building come, spaceships or outposts. I'm not doing, I'm not doing none of that. I ain't doing oh, none of that. Mate. None you're of that. Missing out because, so much. because because there's so many other games that's launching this year. Yeah, for me to be focused and doing like I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna do none of that stuff. And and that's why I said for me after the main quest, that's where the game ends. And that's why and and for most people, a, a lot of people, that's that's where it's gonna end. And that's why I said, depending on the DLC and when it comes out, like they're gonna, I don't know. I feel like you want to get one chance to capture people and having the aliens, having you find these sentient life forms at the very end of the game. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a drop ball for me because. I really was hoping. Yeah, but the game doesn't end there, though, dude. That's the thing. You're 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 cutting the game off at the end of the campaign when the I'm campaign will keep going. It ends for me, but it ends for me. That's what I'm saying. It ends. I'm not saying that uh, you can't keep playing the game, but it ends there for, for me. I'm not gonna go back and wait for DLC to come out five months later, maybe in November, December, and then and then I'm going back on it. All right, man, let's pick this back up and see what they're doing with the aliens. I wanted to see what's going on with the aliens right now. I don't want to have to wait for content to come five, six months later for me to now see what's going on with the aliens, because I don't play my video games like that. I don't just laser focus on the one game for seven months, and then that's where I'm at. You're, 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 not, you're not interested in the game's going to be lasting, like there's a 10-year development cycle. I'm not, not going to be there for those 10 years waiting on it. I'm not, I'm not going to be there for that. But I'm going to be flying around building spaceships, putting up colonies, looking for side <laughs> quests. There's so much. This, like In example with Skyrim and Fallout, people are still finding stuff now that they didn't find before. 
Like the whole mm. point of the game is exploration. You're not just going in there for the story. You're going in there to find stuff. There is so much hidden stuff in this game. It will take you ten years to find everything. I'm not trying to find everything though, and that's oh, what I'm saying. Oh mate, I, I'm 100. I, I don't play my games like that. Like even with Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild, there's so much going on in that game that people are still finding out. But it's like I'm not one of those people. I'm not going to every little nook and cranny because the way my life is set up, I don't have that luxury. I don't have that time. I don't live inside my mother's basement. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, can't I can't go to every little nook and cranny and do that type Thanks, of stuff. <laughs> Man, you my, ain't my YouTube that, channel Stop it. eventually. Stop it. My YouTube channel is going to be Starfield. Listen, listen. I hardly ever see you jumping online for hours upon hours. I see you jump online. You might play a game for maybe an hour or two, and then you sign off. You don't play your games like that. Starfield no, ain't going to make but, you drop your wife and, 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 and drop your son off and be like, you know what? I'm playing Starfield. Y'all go into the corner and, and just leave me alone. You don't play your games like that. You're not one of these people no. that's out here basing their whole existence on what can but I find? I, can I find that's that's in because Starfield has me that excited, dude. Like the amount of stuff you can customize the entire side of your spaceship. I want to make the Millennium Falcon, but you need the money to do it, which means I'm gonna have to go either do pirate. You're gonna have to get a mod to do that. Huh? I said you're gonna have to get a mod to do that. To do what? A mod. To build stuff. No, there is, there is to a make your ship, in, to make your ship in the trailer. Like a, there is like there is a, a Millennium Falcon lookalike. So the parts are there. You gotta send me that. Yeah, I'll send you it to you. There is in the uh, in crazy. the gameplay showed on the Xbox showcase when they show all the planes landed and there's one after another. I think it's about the mm. fourth or fifth plane that they the spaceship they show looks like the Millennium Falcon. There are the parts there. They're obviously not going to put that in the trailer because if they did, they'd right. probably get by Disney. So they're not going to put that in, but there is pieces there. You can make things like that. They've said you can make pretty much any spaceship you want. So my ideas are Millennium Falcon. I want the Normandy. Uh, I want uh, the Orville from Orville. And I'm probably going to be looking at trying to build an X-Wing or something of that nature. I want ships like that. <laughs> Those are going to be my plans. But my YouTube channel will be Starfield for the next three, four years. I'm gonna definitely customize the ship. That's not like customizing the ship. That's not one of those things that, that I'm not gonna do. When I say I'm not doing, but like all I need is ten well populated planets. I've been saying that from the jump. Like I've seen people yeah. acting crazy and, and acting like because they said only ten percent <laughs> will be will be filled with life or will be populated. Like that's a bad thing. That's a hundred planets. I'm not even gonna see a fraction of those planets. I'm, I'm probably gonna go <laughs> visit, play around. You know, talk to some people on probably six to seven planets, and that's gonna be my playthrough. I'm not, I don't see a lot of these people that's been complaining about these planets going yeah. out to all 1,000 planets. Like, it's just there, not there's, I think there's about 10 planets with actual human life on, and there's also space stations you have to go find. There's space stations in around different universes, and like big, like basically ship colonies and stuff where people will live. But there's about 10 planets with this different massive huge cities obviously you've got um the main one which is new i think it's new atlantis uh which is the big one mm. it's the biggest city the professor's ever made that will be where a lot of people go and you could buy houses and stuff there and go clothes shopping and go date people and find crew members and take on contracts to go smuggle or like there is this game will go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever obviously it's going to be people that don't want to do that but there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be playing this game well into 10 years because of the amount of content drops. Shattered Space 
is the point where you meet aliens. You will meet like sentient aliens, and there'll be that will be part of the base game. And then you end up they'll release the next DLC in say February, March next year. Then that will have more DLC with more aliens, and they just keep building on it. The reason they want don't want to add aliens in at the moment, and I think the reason is because they're trying to tell the story of where do these aliens go what happened to them i'm 100 percent convinced there was a war there is an alien race that just wants to kill you there will be conflict i bet any money on this that's what something something's going to happen in the future dlc obviously buy the premium edition if you if you're just getting on game pass you need to buy the the uh the season pass for it but there is going to be so much there's at least 10 dlc plans made for this Fingers crossed. That's what I'm be... saying, though. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to wait for all that, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, I hate. I hate having to wait for all this stuff. Like, I love The Witcher Three, but having to wait for Blood and Wine, I still have never played Blood and Wine, even though oh I love that God. game. I love that game, but I don't play my video games like that. Uh, I I do. I will play all the DLC. The fact you have never completed. A Mass Effect though is a travesty. Never ever. Mass Effect two is the best, is the greatest game that's ever made, bar none. I will not accept any criticism on that. It is one hundred percent best listen, story. When ever those made. when those games came out, I was stuck on Xbox three sixty playing nothing but Gears of War. That's sure. that's all I played during that during that generation was Gears of War, a little bit of Halo, and towards the end, I started branching off to playing other types of games. But as a teenager. When I first got that Xbox 360 and logged on to Gears of War and I witnessed somebody on the mic cussing me out, that was all I knew was just online gaming. But I I tried to play. You you remember? I think it was like two years ago, maybe three years ago, when when they came out with the Mass Effect um, collection, like the legendary. Remastered. Yeah, legendary. Yeah. I, I bought that and I was playing through Mass Effect One. I'm like, I don't know what these people was out here talking about. But again, I know that's a fault on me because you had to have been there. I can understand that probably when that game came out, when everybody played that game, when it, you know back when it came out, that game was probably the best thing ever, like ever made. Yeah. Matt, in, in comparison, Mass Effect One is probably the weakest out of the three. Mass mm-hmm. Effect Two is the best game that's ever made. Mass Effect Three is phenomenal. It's not as good as Mass Effect Two. Mass Effect Two is when they hit their stride because obviously there was a the big controversy at the end of three where Shepard really just died. And he couldn't bring him back. Then they changed it up a bit, and then they had DLC where you, where Shepard is alive, but you only see it for a split second. And then of course they came out with Andromeda, which yeah, that game was trash. I played that game. Came but Mass Effect Four is on its way, which continues on from Three. It just completely ignores Andromeda, so I'm okay with that. But yeah, Mass Effect Two. If you any any game out there, you cannot. Everybody, all right, listen to me. If you have never played Mass Effect, like Bam here. You play Mass Effect 2. I don't care what you're playing right now. You put it down. You go buy Mass Effect 2 and you play that game. That is the greatest game. It's too late. It's too late for that, man. The it's people, not. It's people still try hold. to go back to that game after, after all these years, I, it it's might hold up to you because, because you and your nostalgia glasses. But most times when people go back and try to play these these great games that was great at the time, unless unless I, I don't know how they do it. But there's got to be some people out there who can who can who can look past that stuff. I can't look past that stuff. It's been it's been too many advancements made. Oh, fair enough. Anyway, we've wasted enough time on this. Time for deals of the week. Roll the thing. It deals of the week. If you don't find what you want, then sorry, we can't help you out. Yeah, sorry, we can't help you out. 
Kick us off deals this week. Sony PS5, 825GB disc edition. Uh, it has been refurbished. It's on eBay right now in Music Magpie. There's only one available, so you need to grab this quickly. But the deal expires on the 13th of July. It is code SUN15. That is SUN15. You can get a refurbished PS5 for £390.99 with free shipping. Uh, that is on eBay with Music Magpie. You will need the code. It is a refurbished console. It's not brand new. Use the code SUN15 to get a PS5 for £390. That is insane. Rayman Legends right now on PlayStation Store. You will need a VPN for this. It is on the PS Store in Turkey. You can get Rayman Legends on PS4 and 5 for £1.10. That's insane. Pretty good deal. I love Rayman Legends. Uh, Resident Evil 4 on PS4 right now with a free PS5 upgrade. Uh, it's £36.95 with almost £11 of reward points at the game collection. That is £36.95. Uh, AO10 is 2 right now on the Nintendo eShop. That deal is expiring on the 28th of July. You can get that for £4.86. Uh, so you've got a bit of time on that. Persona 5 Strikers Digital Deluxe Edition on at Shop 2 for Steam is £13.85. That is about 10% off. Not a huge saving, but it is a fantastic game. It's definitely worth grabbing. Uh, World of Warcraft Swift Short Strider Mount on PC right now with Prime Gaming is free. You will need to have Amazon Prime, uh, but those deals expiring on the 26th of July. Shenmue 1 and 2 right now at Shop 2 is £3.85 for the bundle. Uh, that's for Steam uh, PC. Shenmue 1 and 2 uh, for just £3.85. Uh, you can get The Ascent, one of our favourite games of last year. We do have a review on the website if you want to go check it out. It's on PS5 right now and Amazon for £12.99. Nearly 25% off, not bad at all. Diablo 4 Brackish Fetch Mount Armour Bundle right now on our Prime Gaming until the 3rd of April. Uh, until the Diablo 4 Brackish Fetch Mount Armour Bundle right now on Prime Gaming is completely free. You have until the 3rd of August to grab that. Uh, you can now pre-order uh, Spider-Man 2 using PlayStation Store. You will need a VPN uh, to, you have to grab it in Turkey, but if you switch your uh, accounts over to Turkey with a V, if you have a VPN, you can get uh, pre-order right now for Spider-Man Two and the deluxe version using PlayStation Store Turkey. You obviously will need a VPN. Uh, the standard edition is twenty-three pounds eighty-eight. You can get the deluxe for twenty-six eighty-seven. Uh, the Quarry right now on PS5 and Xbox Series X right now in the game collection is 7% off. Uh, you can get that for £13.95p. Sackboy Big Adventure on PS5 is secondhand. Uh, if you are in the UK, it's at CEX right now for £12. Not bad at all. Shenmue 3 on PC right now on CD Keys is £1.99. Combine that with the two uh, Shenmue 1 or 2 from earlier, you can get all three games for under a fiver, which is pretty damn good. Uh, the Kalista Protocol Xbox One. Uh, it's £10. Uh, it's free click and collect. And limited stores at Smith. That is 47% off. It's down from £19 down to 10 That game keeps dropping in price. A Nintendo Switch game, Call of Duty Gunslinger. Uh, you can get that on Nintendo Switch for just £3.59. The deal is expiring on my birthday, believe it or not. 27th of July. Uh, this next two weeks. You've got a little bit of time now. Uh, you can also find a PlayStation Store gift card of £50. Uh, for £42.85 at Shop 2, that is on PS4 and 5, uh, you can grab that quickly. Uh, all these links will be available uh, on the uh, underneath the website if you want to go check out all these deals as they happen, because they come and go very, very quickly. And that is all for your deals of the week.
Uh, quick thing before we uh, move on, I uh, wanted to add to deals of the week. Game Pass right now uh, has brought back the $1 trial offer. If you've never played Game Pass Ultimate before, uh, or PC Game Pass for that matter, there is a $1, £1 deal. Um, this is not available for regular Game Pass, only for Ultimate. Uh, but you can get the $1 deal for a month, uh, and I would do that now because obviously the prices have just increased. Um, I have just purchased Game Pass Ultimate again this month it's just ridiculously expensive but <laughs> i am uh yeah it's definitely a reason to buy it. anyway um apple is now suing fortnite they're going back to call they want to try and overturn the deal they previously had uh, the uh judge ruled against them they couldn't block outlets or companies from selling their products via third party they had to go basically cutting off apple their 30 percent uh, apple is now taking it to the supreme court because they got told no early this year um, they've now appealed the ruling uh, that deal will probably be going on until maybe the end of this year. Um, you won't hear anything about it until maybe October, November. Uh, so keep updated for that. Uh, speaking of Elon Musk from earlier, though, he is suing Facebook Meta uh, for the Threads launch. Uh, he's accused them of cheating uh, with the launch of Threads. Uh, apparently, they stole uh, mis or misappropriated Twitter's trade secrets. Like, Twitter is basically a ripoff of blogs from like 15 years ago the early you know remember the early threads the early um forum sites they exist I, I never i never frequented those sites but i mean I, but back in the day those were the only back in the day those are the only <laughs> only places you could go to get gaming news you had to go there because unless you had, you had to wait for like six dollar magazines to come out once a month but re usually people went to those forums to try and read. Twitter is essentially a ripoff of those forums. They've copied the base functions of those forums. Um, mm -hmm. Twitter is obviously suing Mark Zuckerberg, though, uh, because there was a letter reported by Zemaphore. Uh, Spiro, who is the uh, lawyer for Elon Musk, uh, claimed ex-Twitter staff helped create the Copycat Threads app, which they didn't. Um, there's an interview with the BBC. Musk said Twitter had laid off more than 6,000 employees which is 80% of its workforce following the purchase of the company. He said competition is fine, cheating is not. Uh, Meta has denied the claim, said there is not one member of former Twitter staff working on Threads. Uh, threads, which launched earlier this week, earned 30 million users in the space of just two days. And they're now up to 40 million users. Twitter, even though some people estimate at 350 million it's actually 385 million users on Twitter. Uh, that is the lowest out of all social media apps. Even Reddit has more. Facebook has more. Instagram has a lot more. Uh, Twitter is really one of the smallest social media apps. Uh, but they have sent a legal threat and have threatened to file a lawsuit uh, for theft of highly confidential information and theft of their trade secrets. They don't have any trade secrets. Uh, Twitter intends to strictly enforce its property rights. Demands the mayor take immediate steps to stop using any trade secrets. There isn't any. Uh, Twitter reserves all rights, including not limited to the right to seek both civil remedies and injunctive relief. That isn't going to happen. Uh, Andy Stone, who works for Meta, said no one in the Threads engineering team is a former Twitter employee. That's just not a thing. Uh, with a new social media app for people to join in, it's obviously been vocal uh, because Musk and Zuckerberg are going to be having an MMA fight in the next three to six months. We spoke about this last week. I still got my money on Zucker. Man, that, Zucker look, I, ain't, listen, I ain't got my money on nobody. That fight is not happening. 
I bet. Well, they have signed it. They have signed it. Uh, it's being promoted by somebody, UFC. Somebody, somebody's gonna drop off, dude. Somebody. Oh, so somebody! They're not, they're not. They're not even in the same weight class. That doesn't that's make sense. Be absolute destruction in it. <laughs> Just fight, guys. Fight, <laughs> If he stands up, Zucker's getting his head kicked in. <laughs> and it goes the other way. He's gonna. They're gonna be made choked. I mean, can you imagine Elon Musk getting choked out? The look on his face. He That'd might be shit hilarious. That would be f-ing amazing. He would most likely would f- himself. I want to see this more than anything. <laughs> that complete, this fight will destroy their images. It will completely ruin them. And I really, really, please, please, make this fight happen. Because if, even watching Elon Musk just crapping his pants after getting choked out is just the most amazing sight. It's, it, it's, it's swarming my, my mind constantly. It's all I can think about. It's how funny it would be just watching him go, oh, I just shit my pants. Like, I want it. I want this to happen so much. Zuckerberg, I I am putting money on him to win because he actually has fighting experience. He's been doing this for a while where he's been winning Brazilian jiu-jitsu fights. All he's got to do is just take muscle to the ground one time and it's over. But just to look on this little pro knobhead Elon Musk, just to see the look on his face when he gets beaten would be priceless. I'm hoping he doesn't win, though, because it would go the opposite way and he would have an ego the size of Antarctica. I don't want him winning. His, his ego That's is what I'm bad. saying. Like, the, whole, the whole weight class is a huge issue because if Elon gets in there and if he grabs Zuckerberg, lizard man looking ass, then <laughs> I, don't see how, I don't see how he could, how he could get out of that. That's, it's, that's a, it's, it's a bearded dragon versus a sponge, really, isn't it? <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, like on paper, Mark Zuckerberg should annihilate this dude. But all that, all that, all that fight and all and all that stuff, that stuff doesn't translate well in, 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 into into real life fighting. And that's why mm-hmm. they got a weight class system. Because imagine if you get the top featherweight to jump inside the ring with the top heavyweight, or even with like a mid tier he- like heavyweight. Bro, that that fight is not gonna last long if that heavyweight gets his hands on that little t- uh, featherweight. Like, <laughs> you imagine though, just suck, the sucker boat just getting hit one time and being knocked out cold. Bro, I would be so upset <laughs> though. Hilarious. <'cause, laughs> I want to see Zuckerberg. I want to see Zuckerberg beat the dog shit out of Elon, bro. Yeah, I want to see mean, it. You have to remember, I, Elon has no training. He doesn't know. He 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 he, he can't even walk properly, let alone throw a punch. <laughs> Like he he walks like he's just shit his pants. He's got he's got he's got this kind of weird little like bop. Like yeah. he looks. You remember those GTA characters from like yeah, Silent when they like bop around. Yeah, yeah. He walk. They walk like Elon. They walk like Elon. Like Elon's I think he'll win. Spine still spine. It's like. It's, it's I think he'll win. I think he'll oh, win because he's made out of batteries. <laughs> he look yeah Duracell battery. He's really a robot. Yeah, he's just—he's a weird looking dude. He's a Tesla Transformer. Yeah, that would—that would actually—I'll guarantee you—if if this fight does happen, it's just going to be plastered with Tesla and Twitter, isn't it? Big Twitter, big Twitter logo on his ass. Anyway, um, quick notes though before we jump in music. Uh, Nintendo's Joy-Con controllers uh, also work with Windows, Mac, and Android. Apparently, it's according to The Verge, uh, they have been testing uh, the uh, Windows Joy-Con controls. Uh, apparently, French Nintendo site Nintendo Act 2 
has found that the Joy-Cons work on Windows and Android phones. Uh, software engineer Sam Williams has also discovered they also work on Mac OS. Uh, PC, the separate Joy-Cons can be paired via Bluetooth. We need an app called Joy to Key to map the buttons to mouse and keyboard controls. Apparently this works really well, which means he was playing. they've been playing Halo Wars 2 with Joy-Cons on Windows PC. Which is an interesting note. I will be testing that earlier to see if that is actually true. Uh, such, such functionality obviously isn't surprising. Nintendo's Wii Mote works with PC via Bluetooth. Um, currently, there is no way to pair it via Bluetooth directly. You have to download the app. Uh, but while only test the Joy-Cons in a few Windows games, uh, these they do work. They are compatible with pretty much every game out there, which is great. Uh, just a quick note: if you are, yeah, but uh, why why would you why would you want to do that? Because you can have Unless like two separate controls. You haven't got to sit there with one controller. You can have two, or even one. Yeah, just play with just, one hand. You could just cut your Xbox. Controller in half. Don't be silly. I'm joking. Let's not. Let's wait, not is, is that? Is that? Um. Uh, well, I mean, I guess if you're emulating the Switch, like the Zelda would see you and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> but um. What about well, imagine the, uh, being able to play an game? What about the Pro Controller? Would that work? Yeah. But it works with the Joy Cons. Essentially, the Pro Controller is is basically just a normal controller. Any controller will work on the PC. But in this case, the Joy Cons aren't meant to work with anything else. But they've managed to get it working on PC, so you're able to play like what would be a controller. You can get to play on just one Joy Con, so you could use just your one hand just to play any game. Okay, I guess. But I don't know. I wouldn't. I won't use Joy-Con unless I'm doing Simu, unless I'm doing a Switch emulator. I won't bother. Still, anyway. Yeah, I'm going to try and get it working on Steam and see if I can play Call of Duty. Um, last bit of note, though, <clears throat> excuse me, before we jump into music, uh, Yuji Naka, the former Square Enix Sonic co-creator, um, he's been fined $1.2 million. He's given a four-year suspended sentence for insider trading this week. He would have faced 30 months in prison. Uh, if the judge hadn't been a little bit lenient. Uh, news publication Gigi Press is based in Tokyo. So the judge sentenced to Naka 30 months in prison, suspended for four years after he was found guilty of violating the financial the Financial Instruments and Exchange Act. Uh, illegally bought shares in two companies based on inside information. Uh, those were A-Team Entertainment. Uh, he then also uh, tried to purchase for um, the Dragon Quest hacked mobile game when he learned that Aiming Entertainment had... Uh, been assigned to develop the next mobile game before it was announced. Uh, he bought shares in that, so obviously when they made the announcement, the shares shot up and he only sold the stock. Uh, he has obviously will face uh, prison uh, if he breaches any more further laws, but he will be ordered to pay $1.2 million, uh, which is a substantial amount of money, uh, considering how much he actually made. I think it was only about, about 300000 in total. But he's got to pay nearly four times that in fines, which is just insane amount of money. Um, when we come back, we are going to be speaking about Baldur's Gate 3. There is an extremely weird moment. I don't know how many people have actually seen this um, or seen the uh, the news of the love affair you can have in Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, we also speak about the new Barbie movie has been banned in certain parts of China and uh, the return of Deadpool 3 and what characters are currently confirmed. When we come back, don't go anywhere. Founded in 2019, GamesInquiry.com has been providing coverage for the games industry. 
If you are a developer or a publisher looking for cheap, cheaper rates, music production, voiceovers, or marketing for your latest project, email hellogamesinquirer.com. We guarantee the cheapest rates you'll find anywhere. Games Inquirer, made by the gamers for the gamers. Picture that ecstasy, messy like the MD and the ketamine Hotter than St. Vincent and the Grenadine Stepping at the rape valley, start watching Turn into Picasso, watch me draw something Chala say they bad, but they all bluffing Through the flashing lights in the dance See the ravers all rushing Let me hold you story this week that I could find <laughs> uh, is Baldur's Gate 3 from Larian. Um, this is just, I mean, I know people argue about Starfield, you can only date four characters and in certain games like there's only one option. This is just the weirdest. This is something that nobody's asked for. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 lets you have sex with a bear. <laughs> well, technically it's a druid in bear form, but you can have sex while the real has a bear. And you're human. Um, I don't know. That's not that. That's not that bad. I remember when I first seen the article, I thought it was just a straight up bear. But they said that it's a <laughs> druid, so that means that it's a human in in like bear form. I thought it was just yeah. people was just out here raping bears, yeah, and but... raping animals. <laughs> Technically, though, if you didn't know it was a druid, it's still a bear. <laughs> 
it's gonna sound like Chewbacca. <laughs> oh man, that's a <laughs> hey, keep that. That might be Shinobi right there. Uh, <laughs> who's, who's he? The bear or the druid? Both of them. <laughs> uh, Baldur's Gate three fans. Uh, apparently, that during the early game's early access period, uh, you play as druid Hassan. Hassan is an NPC, as a potential companion who can be rescued from prison. Uh, if you play your cards right, he can be so much more because he can shapeshift into a bear, and he does this during a romantic cutscene. Ugh. <laughs> Do you, you want to see? What's your fantasy? <laughs> this is just weird. Yes. Uh, apparently, then IGN has called it a furry encounter. Oh, right. Um, proper D&D experience. Apparently, it's too saucy for TikTok. They pulled it. Uh, they pulled the show off after an hour. Uh, apparently, TikTok cancelled the stream because it was uh, too artistic. That's what the uh, the director of publishing from Larian called it, Michael Dose. Apparently, it was too artistic and they don't understand. <laughs> You're having sex with a bear. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it's just the weirdest. The weirdest. Uh, in an interview with IGN, uh, when Vinky called Baldur's Gate bear scene hilarious, uh, every single person who's seen it is like, "Oh my god!" But it's funny. It sounds funny as well. It sounds ultimately messed up. Um, uh, have you ever considered the joys and pleasures of sexual congress with a wild-shaped druid? That's according to Adam Smith, the lead writer. Uh, we at Larian have and ultimately landed on the side of giving the people what they want. Uh, tender consensual romance with a man temporarily transformed into a grizzly bear. It's just the weirdest. That is just the weirdest influence. Like, I, I don't understand what they're thinking, to be honest. I mean, I, I'd, under I'd understand if it was something else, but a bear? Bit weird. Uh, what are your thoughts about uh, in Baldur's Gate 3, you can have sex with a bear? I guess that will turn on certain nerds, isn't it? Like yeah, some people, some people. <laughs> not really. No, 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 no. I'll be truthful. I think Callum will love it <laughs> right with the furry beast. Mama will be at home with a furry beast, man. Like he'll be, he'll go down to the woods today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, three little but bears. the teddy bears picnic. Story then. He's gonna have a teddy bears. He's gonna have a teddy bears a picnic. Teddy bears picnic. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, he will, man. That is a weird. Oh, a weird or he magic. might. He might. What do you? What do you honestly think? Do you think he's really gonna have a picnic, or do you think he'll have? What's that? Freddy's. What's that game with the best? The Freddy's Nightmare, or whatever. Oh, Freddy. Uh, Freddy Night, Fazbear, Nightmare, yeah, yeah. Freddy. FNAF, Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, yeah, that. Do you reckon he'll have that? <laughs> Chase trying to find him in the middle of the night, yeah. It's just, that's the yeah, weirdest yeah, yeah. thing. I don't understand, like, apparently people don't understand it. TikTok didn't understand it, which is why they took the video down. It's just, it's just a weird... <laughs> thing. Anyway, uh, last bit of news this week. Um, yeah, but it's, it's going to definitely gonna create some arguments over this. I guarantee there's going to be debates. Apparently it's it's... it's it's artistic. I don't understand the idea. It's not artistic. Nah, nah, they've, done it for a, they've done it for a joke, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just to, yeah. you know how they get yeah. bored and they put things things in, you know what I'm saying? So it's a joke thing. Yeah. Uh, last bit of news, though. Uh, Malibu, obviously Barbie, the new movie that's coming up. Uh, it's been banned in Vietnam. 
Uh, and apparently regulators from Philippines were also going to be trying looking to ban it uh, over a scene depicting a map of Southeast Asia uh, that includes the so-called 9-9 line, which is obviously being contested due to China's uh, territorial claims in the South China Sea. Uh, China has asserted, obviously, since the 1940s, it has rights over to the over the area, uh, with Vietnam, the Philippines, Taiwan, Malaysia and Brunei all saying the claim violates their sovereignty. Scholars claim that China has never explicitly articulated what 9-9 line means, which has been left over into interpretation. Uh, obviously, there are now countries behind that line, including the aforementioned, who are looking to boycott the film. That is the reason why it's happening. I know there's a little bit of confusion why the movie has been banned in certain countries. And it's because of that map, uh, the reason that the movie has been banned. I think the Warner Brothers personally will be uh, removing that scene from Southeast Asian audiences so they won't be seeing it, uh, which may get the movie brought back into cinemas before too, not too long. Uh, we also learned Jennifer Garner uh, will be back in Deadpool 3 as Elektra. Uh, so it's a big surprise casting uh, that dropped yesterday, uh, late last night. Jennifer Garner will be in back in Deadpool 3. Uh, she first made played the role in 2005's Electra. Uh, the movie all pretty much flopped, uh, but Garner's performance was generally praised overall. Uh, she will be coinciding alongside Ryan Reynolds and director Sean Levy, um, but she'll be working obviously on Netflix Adam Project. So they've all three have worked previously on the Adam Project on Netflix. Uh, Deadpool 3 is currently obviously in the thick of production. Uh, we are expecting a confirmation that will be coming out uh, some point in May next year. Uh, it's currently scheduled to release May 3rd, 2024. That's if, however, the uh, right strike doesn't impact production any longer. Uh, Garner will obviously be also joined by Hugh Jackman, who will be returning as Wolverine. Uh, Brianna Hildebrand, who will be turning obviously as ne- Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Uh, Shioli Katsuna as Yukio. Uh, Kapicic as Colossus. Marina Baccarin as Vanessa and Rob Delaney as Peter, even though he we thought he died. Uh, Karen Sony will be Dapinda and Leslie Ockham's as Blind Al. Uh, Sazzy Beats, however, will apparently not be returning as Domino. She will not be back in the new film. Uh, we didn't obviously know that Jennifer Garner. I do believe that she may have something with um with Deadpool. I've been hearing some little sneak peeks from a uh, script writing. I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, you'll have to wait and see. Anyway, that's going to do it. Thank you to Bam. We have to drop out about two minutes ago. Uh, thank you to you, X, for joining us. It was a bit late, but still. No problem. I just didn't want to cause distraction with the traffic outside. So oh, I joined right. you a bit late. Yeah, make sure you're here yeah. at three o'clock on the dot next time. <laughs> Staying sort of side. No, where's, um, where's Callum? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know he's moving. He's just got his new house. So he's moving houses oh. this week. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's moving. Well, Chloe, I know, is busy at the week at the moment. Um, Nightmare couldn't make it because he's got family commitment. Um, hopefully they'll be back next week. Uh, but that's going to do it. I've been Major. I will see you next week for episode 112. Don't forget to check out the website. Follow us on all the socials. We are now obviously on Threads and Blue Sky. If you're on there, give us a follow. Uh, you can obviously find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to check out my YouTube. I've only got a few videos on there, but I will be looking to do some more and upload all our previous videos from the old website onto my YouTube channel. So you can go check them out. Uh, that's going to do it. I will see you next week. Same time, same place. Thank you to Shinobi. Thank you to Bam for joining me. And uh, take care. Love each other. Play some games. Happy gaming. See you later. Yeah. Bye. Right. Peace. Peace. It's the Talking Games Podcast.